Welcome to our latest episode in our season of Open Door Policy Minisodes. Each minisode has a specific theme, and we've been revisiting some of the inspiring conversations we've had with guests from our previous seasons. Today, we're talking about unleashing the gospel through our Catholic schools. Archbishop Vigneron has spoken clearly and often on the importance of our Catholic schools in our work of evangelization, including publishing a new vision for our work called Unleashing Our Catholic Schools. In it, he tells us that our Catholic schools must be training grounds for future saints. He continues that our Catholic schools are modeled on and guided by Jesus Christ, the master teacher. A Catholic school's mission is to foster holiness and to serve as a center of evangelization and discipleship. Our Catholic school communities play an integral role in unleashing the gospel in Southeast Michigan and beyond. As a Catholic community, fostering holiness in our children is a mission we all share. And so Catholic schools are necessary to our passing down the faith to the next generation of Catholics to help each young soul encounter Jesus. Archbishop Vigneron has articulated that our Catholic schools should have four pillars. They should be proudly Catholic, academically excellent, accessible to all, and sustainable for the future. Let's listen to our guests and see how this is playing out in our archdiocese and beyond. Father David Pelican serves as a chaplain at Divine Child High School in Dearborn. He shares about the environment he desires to foster there. What's your dream over uh, over at Divine Child these days and in your priesthood? Like, what are the, what are the things that are on your heart that you're just like, Lord, I'd love to see this. <laughs> well, there's there's one word and it's encounter, which is actually mm. uh, fitting for this podcast, and it's something that uh, the three of us priests who minister here. Uh, mm-hmm. have been praying about and thinking about a lot is mm-hmm. uh, how do we bring in particular the students in our schools to encounter Jesus? Amen. Um, and it, it, with a special focus this year on the high school, right? Mm-hmm. So we actually changed, uh, we changed the whole schedule around so that uh, every week they carve out about an hour and 15 minutes. Um, we have every, Tuesday mornings and it's just, we call it the great adventure. Uh-huh. Um, and it's just any way that we can bring these kids to encounter Jesus. So um, that might be mass some weeks, mm-hmm. other weeks, it's just hearing, hearing a witness talk from maybe one of the teachers or somebody bringing in a speaker, whatever it might be. And we had a little workshop on uh, just like different ways to pray. So it's just trying to, trying to bring them uh, to encounter Jesus. How do we help our children encounter Jesus? Catholic schools play a pivotal role in creating environments for our children to encounter God. This is how they will become the future saints of the church, by encountering Jesus and having their lives transformed by Him. Encountering Jesus in Catholic school happened for Dr. Marlon De La Torre, who now serves as the Archdiocese of Detroit's Director of Evangelization and Missionary Discipleship. As a child, attending Catholic school opened the door for him to meet God personally. And then my grandmother decided to tell my mother, you got to up the ante a little mm. bit. I was like, and I'm like, what's going on? It's like, we're going to send you to Catholic school. I said, absolutely not. Wow. Oh, no. <laughs> we're not going to do this. We're not going anywhere. Um, I, 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 I did believe in God, sort of, sort of. I knew he was there. I knew he was present because there was so much of a cultural aspect to mm-hmm. me growing up that he's got to be real in some mm. way um so then i was thrown into seventh grade so i went to sixth grade at a public school the catholic school was right next door in the wow. town of all central california i walk into my first day of class and i see this diminutive little dominican nun in a full habit 
I've never mm. seen a woman in a habit before. I thought she was a freak. Um, wow. I, I just did, couldn't couldn't fathom. Uh, wow. But she had a yardstick. So Ooh. every story I had heard about nuns carrying sticks came true right before my very eyes. Oh no! And I'm looking there, and so I'm I scale and do a glance of the entire classroom, and I'm like, that's the desk I'm going to sit at the very last desk in the corner of the room. So no one can bother me at all. Mm. So I was just in the, in the back. Yeah. So it happened to be religion class. And well, I'm like, okay, this is going to be boring. This is a death of me. It's a death by religion. <laughs> I looked at it. And she said, all right, kids, I want you to turn to John six. Oh, wow. Verse 37, Eucharistic discourse Come right on. before the seven proclamations of our Lord of who he is as body and blood. Right. Mm -hmm. Not that I knew that at the time. So I'm looking at all these kids opening up this book that I'd never touched before in my life called the Bible. Wow. Never opened a Bible ever in my life. Now, I did receive a Bible for First Holy Communion. Well, that stayed closed. Uh, I'll just leave it at that. Mm -hmm. um, so I'm looking around. And so what Sister Carmen, all right, Sister Maria de Carmen, Sister Carmen, what she was doing was this, Father Patrick, slowly pacing mm. next to every student. And there were 33 kids in the class. And she would grab the yardstick and hit the desk mm. every time she walked by, making sure that they were on John 6, wow. verse 37. So eventually, she's, she hits my row. Uh -huh. I'm like, oh, no. I'm like, all right. And I look up to the ceiling, and I said, Lord, if you're real, you're going to open for me to John, whatever this is, whatever this is, whatever this is, and yeah. you're going to just help me. If you're real, I will believe in you. So right before she comes to my desk, I open the Bible and lo and behold, John six, verse Man. three. Wow. And, go, um, God, go. So yeah. I, I start, I start laughing and smiling. I look up at the ceiling. Okay. I, I give, I believe wow. you. I, I, okay. I concede. Uh, and so that was the start of my understanding whoa. that there must be a God or he has a plan for my life because the first two quarters of religion, I flunked third mm. quarter. I, I barely passed with a C minus. Fourth quarter, I passed with a C plus. So wow. sister had mercy on me and I received an understanding of redemptive suffering mm -hmm. because she saw my struggle. She saw I was a complete known, nothing. Mm -hmm. I knew nothing. Mm -hmm. And she took the time to at least journey with me and understood that I, I had no context or pretext mm -hmm. about Catholicism other than what I learned via family. Mm -hmm. And so that was my first step, I would say, Father Patrick, and where I began to understand that there is a God, that he will do something in my life, and then that he does have mercy. Wow, he, yeah. he is a merciful God. He, he is a loving God. And mm -hmm. that gave me the opportunity to really dive into religion more and really figure out what is this all about. So through that time, um, I, I dove into a lot of literature and that's where my love for reading really took mm -hmm. off so we were studying things like dante chaucer mm -hmm. we were reading uh fulton sheen i was introduced mm -hmm. to belloc chesterton all these heavyweights and oh, yeah. even in public school public uh, my public school actually had a great books program at that oh, time cool. awesome that, that we were exposed to that so i knew some of this stuff already i never equated it with catholicism wow period to me it was just good reading this mm -hmm. is good stuff and when I saw the Catholic context, I'm like, huh, okay, I get this. I see where this is coming from. Awesome. And so that just flourished my, my thirst to, to, to really 
digest more mm -hmm. of this beautiful reading. And that slowly opened me up to the Bible a little bit more to study uh -huh. the Bible and figuring out that uh, there's something valuable in this word of God. Um, so that was my journey that led me to a Catholic high school with a beautiful Catholic mentor. Dr. De La Torre says his experience in his Catholic school led him to realize there is a God and he will do something in my life. For our guest, Eileen Newell, who serves on the Catholic Schools Council for the Archdiocese of Detroit, Catholic schools helped her find answers. I mean, I had incredible um, associate pastors when I was growing up, right? And Whoa. so um, being able to ask questions and um, understanding like salvation history. Um, I had an incredible high school religion teacher, right, that taught Old Testaments and sacraments. Um, and where you, we actually dove through the, you know, right, the, the Eucharistic prayers, right? And the epic, you know, the oh, I'm jealous. And the, and I the wish I had the Eucharistic that. prayers. I mean, it was, I was a sophomore in high school diving into this, right? So it was all these, and it, it was all these pieces. And you know, when you work on a piece, piece of the puzzle, right? And you start, you get the frame and you're kind of kicking the tires on the frame, right? And you're asking the questions and you, uh, you start seeing, okay, this is where, you know, this part of the piece of the puzzle is coming together. This is what this picture looks like. And then this, oh yeah, we got the lake over here. We got the trees over here and they're starting to make more of the scenery. Well, for me, it was really, okay, where were these gaps, you know, that, that I was missing. And one big piece for me was really suffering. Um, I grew up in, you know, the, the life that I grew up in, I was really blessed. Right. Um, and so, <laughs> I, I didn't understand suffering, right? And to actually really connect with Christ in the way that, you know, mm. scripture has called us to be was an area I had to personally dive into. Eileen shared that her Catholic school put the pieces of the puzzle together. This transformed her life. She had big questions, and in her school, she found the answers. It was a space that fostered searching for God and helping her find him. Not only that, it provided her with a rich community and a sense of belonging. This was a tangible experience of being part of the church. So from, from I guess, from a practical standpoint, right? So I uh, spent a lot of time on the Catholic Schools Council. I love our schools. Um, and so, uh, right, that's a, that's, a big, that's a big part of, of who I am, right? Do you and feel then, that your time, you know, and I mean, obviously you felt closely connected because it's still your parish, it's still your community there, but your, how your time at Cabrini formed your commitment to helping our school stay mission-focused and Christ-centered now? Absolutely, right. Oh, for sure, right? So to, to have the blessing of being in, in a K-12, right, Catholic, and Catholic school environment um, and, and being able to see the parish, right, um, you know, come to life, it, there, there's definitely a, a passion for it, right? The, the benefits that I was able to get out of it. So I obviously had, right, with my parents and how I described them, the, the home life, right? But then it was also in how I learned, right? Mm -hmm. Every aspect of, right, every aspect of education was then centered around faith, right? Um, and so, and, and, and schools is the one area where we actually we're starting to do it in family of parishes, right? Which, which I think is a true blessing, mm -hmm. but the CYO and the Catholic league, like growing up playing sports, right? Mm -hmm. You'd walk into a different gym, you know, in grade school, you're playing against each other. And then in high school, sometimes, you know, they, you're on, they're now on the same team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I grew up in a, in a, in a time where we became really good friends with the, the other players, the other, you know, folks in the Catholic league. And so I actually learned the diocese. I learned our church through sports. Um, and so I love that, that re I relate to that so well, growing up playing sports as a kid, like I could name every, uh, every school in the archdiocese or in our diocese at home because of playing against them in sports. And to this day, 
Absolutely. You know, and it's, it's, it's incredible to be able to see what they were doing in the schools. Right. And so my love for schools, we, we are all on similar journey. We're all on the same journey. Right. And what they were experiencing in the classrooms, I was experiencing in the classrooms and you realize it just became a factor of where, where, what territory in the diocese did you grow up in? Um, but the schools, right. were there for all of us. Um, and it was definitely a very cherished time. And, and it's an important part of evangelization that we want to carry forward, you know, from generation to generation. Mm. You know, the, the catechism teaches us, right, yes. that we are called to carry forward. I mean, I think it's like the third, yeah. right, the third item in the catechism is that we're called to carry forward from generation to generation. Yeah. And it's beautiful now. I mean, you go into a gym on a Saturday and you you get to see um you know your friends that you were playing against right and they're now there and their kids are in catholic schools around the diocese and they may have started out down river but they now live in plymouth or they moved to the east side and we get to talk about catholic schools and, and you get to see that that the what's happening with them so sports played a, a huge mm -hmm. part in being able to see the importance of it to know that you know, one school isn't by itself, right? We're all, every school throughout the diocese to make it accessible, right? Mm. To Oof. all of our, to all of our boys and girls, right? So that they can become men and women of virtue. This sense of community helps build our Catholic identity and also bolsters us in our walk with the Lord. One significant dynamic that sets Catholic schools apart is God's vision for each one of our students. The children are not a number or a name on a list, but truly a reflection of God. Our guest, Laura Knaus, who serves as an Associate Superintendent of Catholic Schools, shares about this dynamic. In your experiences as Catholic students and then like in Catholic leadership, um, what were some of the, the things that like you have from your childhood that you hope that this generations of students can like receive from their Catholic education? Uh, well, I think on that score, I'm very grateful for the support my family, especially my parents, gave me. Um, Catholic schools, I think, have come a long way, and we're st we're still making progress to really um, to live fully the Catholic worldview in a world that more and more puts forward a different. Um, not just d definition of like of happiness in the world, but a radically different definition of the human person, what flourishing looks like, um, what it means to interact with each other, right? This kind of um, foundational differences uh, between what Christ offers in his church and what the the world, especially parts of the world that have pulled far away from those, uh, roots in natural law and those roots in um, God-given revelation, uh, just putting forward a, a radically different worldview. So my hope for Catholic education is that our young people can can be rooted in this worldview that puts God at the center of our lives, that they know they have a vocation, a calling from God, and that um, they're called to do some definite service, that God has a plan for their lives and their plan is not divorced from God's plan for the world and that God loves them and his plan is for their flourishing here on earth and their ultimate happiness in heaven. That's it. That's that's what I have. Go ahead, Laura. I, I don't think I really appreciated the value of my Catholic education until I, I became an adult uh, when, I, when I was able to really appreciate the opportunities that I had and to know that I was loved 
uh, by God and in this community, which again, I didn't really, I don't think I really recognized as a child, but um, I had a lot of support. I was always, um, we went to mass when I, when I moved to Lincoln, when I was in elementary school, we went to mass every day. And that was something that was new to me, um, but was, was an experience. And even when I was a, a teacher and a principal here in, in, in Lincoln, we, we um, got to go to mass every day together. So there's this common worship. It, again, it was just, it was just normal to me. Um, and that goes back to the Catholic worldview. It's how we see people. And I think that's what, one of the things that sets our, our Catholic schools apart is who the, who we see these children and our, and coworkers in our schools to be our reflections of God, their, the image of God and, and how we treat them and what that means and the reality of what that means and, um, how we can live fully as Catholic Christians in a community um, in a way that changes our life and changes is leaven for society and changes the changes the world. Um, I think that our schools can and should be a place of formation in that. Where again, that that radical decision to to follow Christ and putting that above everything else is is what our our schools should be about and are about. And um, that's something again. It's uh, that's what we should be striving to, to do in our schools and, and to really form followers of Jesus who can then form other followers of Jesus. Catholic worldview, who we see these children to be a reflection of God, how we treat them. This difference in vision for Catholic schools is truly a heavenly vision. But there may be some who believe in the power of a Catholic education, but are hindered by financial concerns and ask, what about the cost? Archbishop Vigneron has invited all parents who would like to send their children to Catholic schools to press into that desire and not let costs be an obstacle for them from providing their children with a faith-filled school experience. Your labors with the Catholic school, sorry to jump in, I just have to say it, um, we're, we're blessed to talk at a time right now when enrollment is actually increasing in Catholic schools. And the Archbishop, when he said that everybody who wants a Catholic education, I, I can't finish the quote, it would be a paraphrase, that we should we somehow find a way. And for our parents out there that are like, gosh, that's a lot of money or this or that. My intuition, my, in my thought, and I'm going to pitch it to you, Eileen, is like, I would just encourage, like, just sit down with the pastor and talk, just approach. What do you think, Eileen, to those that are weighing, like, that's a lot of money and you know, the bills and this and that, but it's so fruitful. What do you think? What would you say to those that are weighing that option of like, do I make that investment for Catholic schools? And, and those that feel like I just can't afford it. Right. No. And, and it's, it's, you know, you have to have those conversations, right? The pastors, the principals, right? At the schools, um, there are opportunities. There's scholarships coming out of the Michigan, you know, the, the, Catholic, the Catholic Foundation of Michigan. Um, there, there's scholarships programs running through the AOD, right? And so being able to, um, you know, sit down with, with, with pastors and principals and there's other families, right? So the, the, the idea around school, right? Is evangelizations for families, right? It's where mm. we get to interact and, and talk with each other, right? So you're not alone. There's other families that, you know, how do you work your budget? How do you work your family budget? Mm. You know, where, where are you savings? What are different things that you can do as a family, right? To help support, you know, the, the cost of going through Catholic education. And, you know, that's, that's where evangelization of families come in, right? It's the, it's the opportunity to be able to do it, but it's also, it's where it's good stewardship, right, comes in. Um, and being able to help each other in those aspects so that, you know, we're serving, we're all serving Christ together. Approach your pastor, sit down, 
talk. If you would like to send your children to Catholic school, trust that the Lord has a plan. Passing down the faith to our children is a necessary and exciting mission. Here in the Archdiocese of Detroit, we are blessed with 84 Catholic schools, handing on the faith to thousands of students each year. This is a work of evangelization we are all invited to be a part of. To learn more about Catholic schools here in Detroit, for future students or career options, visit DetroitCatholicSchools.org. To close, let's pray together the prayer Archbishop Vigneron has invited us to pray for our Catholic schools here in the Archdiocese of Detroit. O Christ, our teacher, you invite your faithful people to make disciples in your name and to announce the good news to all. We thank you for the gift of our Catholic schools. Increase our zeal for ensuring that all children and families can access and benefit from a high-quality Catholic education and that Catholic schools grow in their ability to nurture the soul of Detroit. We ask this through the intercession of Our Lady, Mother of Catholic Schools. Amen. Thanks for listening to Open Door Policy. Find more episodes at unleashthegospel.org slash podcast.